This is Stability, financial talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell from Stability Partners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gene and Brian provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Stability Financial Talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell. Hi, and welcome back to Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. My name is Gene Casagrande. And I'm Brian Powell from Stability Partners. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 832-559-8393 or visit us online at stabilityfinancialtalk.com to check out our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever else you get your podcasts from. And don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or set up a face-to-face meeting. All right. Well, let's just jump into it. Today's topic is kind of a tough one, um, and it's about divorce. So, yeah, you know, divorce really is one of the most difficult things that uh, a person can go through, in my opinion. Do you have something to tell me? Not anything to tell you, my dear. Um, For our listeners who are not aware, Brian and I are married, um, and we've both been through divorce. and, And it is one of the hardest things to go through in you know, in my opinion, the emotional turmoil for yourself and maybe for any children that you might have and even other family members and friends, you know, really can be um, considerable. So, um, you know, and as if all of that wasn't hard enough, the total divorce process can be made even more, say, unpleasant by various financial issues and maybe some kind of a long drawn out battle over the assets, right? Which can include um, not just investments, you know, money and investments, but it can include property and real estate too, right? Yeah. So today's topic is a pretty heavy subject. So it's going to be really valuable for our listeners, I think. So chances are that even if you haven't gone through a divorce yourself, somebody you're close to has, and we all know the the toll it can take on a person. And when you throw finances into the mix on top of everything else, it just becomes that much harder. Yeah, I really agree with you, Brian. Um, You know, as you can probably imagine during the divorce process, Um, Things like pensions and retirement accounts are often at the top of both spouses' wish lists, right? For what they want to walk away with after the divorce. Gimme, gimme, that's mine. Yeah, sure. And, you know, if one of the spouses hasn't maybe had a career or maybe didn't contribute to a retirement plan as much as the other, Stay at home um, spouse. Yeah, we, we, of course. Um, you know, that pressure can be heightened even even further, right? So crafting a, a real workable plan for both spouses, maybe even beforehand, um, that possibly could be the best first step that you can take, right? So when you're planning a wedding, uh, you know, planning a wedding or um, in the early days of your union. Union. Uh, yeah, well, um, you know, few people really want to bring up that a future divorce is possible. But 
let's face it, right? I mean, what did they say? 50% of marriages end in divorce. So even yeah. if yours is not in that, um, on the positive side, chances are you're going to know someone who is going through it. So, hey, let's uh, get married and will you sign this prenup? Also yeah, here well, right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, there's not a whole lot that lasts forever, including people's marriages, like you said. So, um, the, the agreements out there, what, what does this look like? Well, as much as anything, Brian, it, it really comes down to, of course, open and consistent communication, right? You and your spouse really should sit down together examine your assets and from there come up with a plan you know if you if you do divide those assets come up with a plan that you can both live with right that's fair to both parties and remember neither spouse is ever going to get everything that they want right so give and take is is definitely essential and obviously this process should really include a, just a keen examination of any and all retirement accounts, right? And then, um, you know, of course, any agreement that you come to, um, it, it may not hold up in court if the divorce becomes more hostile, right? So it may be wise to work with a an attorney, maybe an estate planning attorney or um you know, someone who specializes in this area. Yeah, because the back of the napkin stuff may not hold up in court because one, you know, it's he said, she said. Right, exactly. But again, come up with a a plan that you, you know, it's fair to both and you guys can both live with. And along the same lines, you know, it seems important to understand these rules that govern your, actually govern your your retirement accounts. In in some cases, uh, these rules require you to spell out how the assets will be divided. And so you should really have specific accounts listed uh, clear and clearly defined in any divorce settlement to um, divide the assets properly. For example, if you have a thrift savings plan or a TSP, it's a divine, defined contribution plan for federal employees. It's a good and example. military personnel. Yeah, yeah and right. it's a good example because it mandates a strategy for uh, how the plan's assets are going to be defined and balanced uh, and labeled as TSP balance in a divorce process. So that's a that's a good standard to kind of follow, especially if you're familiar with it already. Yeah, you know, and an informal agreement between two divorcing spouses. Um, isn't legally binding enough for a rollover, right? Like a 401k rollover. Yeah, sure. The divorce decree must specify, um, it must specifically state something along the lines of, you know, the spouse is entitled to X percent of the account holder's TSP balance, right? Or or 401k or whatever Sure, and if it doesn't make this statement, then the account holder's spouse, you know, might not receive any money. So make sure that, um, you know, regardless of what any other agreement says, so make sure that is spelled out. If you are divorcing, make sure it's spelled out in your divorce decree. Now, some people have taken loans and have debt in their retirement plan. Uh, So we need to talk about that. Yeah, that's that's really a great point. Um, You know, though it can vary from state to state, the debt that's sitting in a retirement account, um, it well, it can be and often is considered a joint obligation. So let's take a step back for just a minute and um, look at um, how you might have debt in a retirement account, right? So for example, if the spouse who 
who owns the that retirement account took out a loan from their 401k, for 100, example. $100,000. Um, yeah, well, a lot of plans limit loans up to 50000 They They typically ah, will say okay. you can take out up to 50% of your account balance to a maximum of $50,000. It's very common. $50,000. Um, yeah, but let's say they took out that $50,000 loan and they've got, say, a $100,000 balance, right? So... In that case, a 50-50 split is likely to be calculated for the remaining balance in the plan. And so the only potential uh, wrinkle to this is if the divorce decree spells out that the $50,000 loan must be repaid before the division occurs. That that could be possible. That's That can be a big bump in there also. Yeah, it sure could. Um, and so, you know, as as we noted... This probably isn't the most fun of topics, but the fact that divorce is a reality for millions of Americans, it really makes it a vital one for us to cover. And one thing to think about are pensions. While a lot of people don't have pensions anymore, there are still many companies that have uh, defined benefit pensions. So generally, the division of retirement accounts... um, like IRAs or 401ks is a simple process, a a divorce decree, like we said, or uh, something called a qualified domestic relations order uh, is used to define and transfer balances from one uh, spouse to the other in a, as it really is a simple rollover. And sometimes you'll hear, hear that qualified domestic relations order referred to as a quadro, QDRO. Right. But the, the division of retirement funds is ultimately set up by court order. And there are a number of factors that go into play in it, defining, uh, deciding how uh, monthly benefits from the, the pension are uh, split between spouses. This is assuming that you're already receiving benefits from the pension. And so, as you probably already guessed, any pension money that was earned during the marriage is most often considered uh, community or joint property. It is in Texas and therefore is most likely to uh, subject to division during a divorce. Now, this is an area where the non-working spouse is really going to want to do their homework, right? Because they may be better off waiving that survivor benefit in exchange for, say, the working spouse purchasing a life insurance policy that names them as the beneficiary. And of course, this is especially true if the retirement account's survivor benefit completely goes away and vanishes if the non-working spouse remarries before they reach a certain age. That's a lot to take in here. So let's go through some of the general financial. Let's kind of lift it up a little bit here. What are some of the general financial steps a person should take if they're going through a divorce? Let's think about that. Well, you're right. This is a lot to take in, right? But um, like with so many other parts of our personal finances, a a deep breath, a, a calm mind, right? And a strong strategy really can make all the difference. So in earlier in the, in the show today, we talked about doing your homework. So let's circle back to that for a little bit here. So uh, when dealing with a divorce, it's good to have a grasp of the rules, like we've talked about, of how your accounts will be divided. Remember, the non-participating or non-owner spouse is entitled to have as much information as the other regarding in retirement plans and account balances. That's right. And also, you should note that the rules about dividing pensions and other retirement assets can vary from state to state, right? 
So your divorce in Texas may look very different than, say, um, a friend or family member's divorce in California. Another thing we mentioned earlier in the show is, um, and we uh, talk about a little bit all the time, is relying on professionals to help you through the process. And in every case, you typically get what you pay for. So, uh, and this is something that can't be overemphasized in a, a divorce proceeding. Right. We we had um, we saw an instance where a, a couple had divorced and. Um, half of the money, it was just an informal, uh, not informal, but that they did not have um, professionals involved and they um, decided to split the retirement accounts. Yeah, they cashed everything out. Right, and paid full tax um, and penalties on that. So make sure you've got some um, good professional advice here, right? Yeah, they didn't know what else to do, so they um, just made a decision and did the very worst thing they could do. Yeah, so. so, you know, why go through something as difficult and unpleasant as the divorce process alone, really, if you don't have to? So um, divorcing spouses who don't have a deep understanding of the, you know, all the different di- rules and laws, they can end up losing out on some of the things that they were entitled to. So why risk it, right? Um, working with a, an attorney and, and maybe even a financial advisor who specializes in this will ensure that both spouses don't overlook anything during the process. And. Uh- there was a study that I came across the other day that the Pew Research Center did that tells us that the divorce rate for people people older than 50 has doubled since the 1990s. And so if you'd guess, a spouse who stayed home to raise a family this whole time while the other spouse worked is at particular financial risk during a divorce. Yeah, and it, it doesn't feel like a stretch to say that Divorce is probably especially difficult if you gave up a career, right, to stay home and raise a family. And then, therefore, maybe you don't have, uh, you, maybe you've got little or no retirement savings of your own. Yeah, there's there no actual, you haven't set up any type of 401k because you didn't work. You didn't have any uh, spousal IRAs or anything. You're, you're counting on your now ex-spouse's retirement. So one of the first things to do when you find yourself in this this spot is to think about your your actual budget your how am i going to live on this so when you factor in the cost of an attorney and other representation um with two households instead of one you're going to see how the ability to save money and maintain the current standard of living for either spouse is going to be pretty difficult and uh, a recent study also said that um one in three respondents were still restru- were still struggling with their finances five years after a divorce. So it, it has a long lasting impact. But ultimately, crafting a, a, a new budget that really uh, addresses your post divorce reality can help you avoid some damaging mistakes. Things are going to be different, so you kind of have to start from scratch again. Yeah, you need to build an emergency. Build fund. your emergency yep. fund of you know three to six months. These days, it seems like emergency fund should be more like six months uh, to keep you. Uh, moving forward and get in a position where you can start contributing to savings for a comfortable retirement. Yeah. And, and this does remind me again to, to remind our listeners that if they aren't already, they really should be working with a financial service professional because, you know, in the scenario you just talked about, 
It's really easy to imagine someone using very high-risk investments yeah, right, we, to try we, to play catch-up. Yeah, right? we see that where people say, well, I want the most, uh, the, the highest return. But as we've seen in these super volatile times, that those can have big sell-offs. And depending on your, your timing, if you were trying to play a high-risk catch-up game, you can uh, go well below where you started. Right. So working with a professional really can help you stay on track and, um, you know, with the strategy that, is best for your risk comfort level, right? And another thing to consider after the divorce is either getting into or remaining in the labor force. So right. um, go back to work. When dividing the assets, the courts may, depending on state factor and the importance of the work a spouse did in the home. And so it, it's valued differently in different states. Right. But, you know, that said, no matter how the assets are divided, a non-working spouse right, may need to go back to work, right, after the divorce. Um, even though they've stayed home for several years. So when choosing a position, it's important to remember that a paycheck is only part of a job's importance, right? So that job may also provide the opportunity to purchase employer-subsidized insurance, life insurance, health insurance, disability insurance. Um, And by working, remember, you're also contributing to Social Security, which will then increase your social security benefit when you do retire. Yeah, it'll get those years of earnings pumped back up. So, but I would be willing to bet that social security has been also on the minds of listeners today if, if you're uh, interested in this topic. So uh, if you return to work after a divorce uh, and you've been out of the workforce a long time, um, you probably want to consider delaying social, taking or activating social security for as long as possible so you can get the most out of your spousal benefits claim. So remember, if you were married for at least 10 years before you got a divorce, your social security benefit will be determined by your ex-spouse's work history if if you don't have a work history. Although, if you remarry, yeah. uh, you don't get to collect off your, your spouse's work history. And just in case you're worried about it, it does not impact your ex-spouse's uh, social security benefit either. Right, right. So, you know, it, it is very important if you don't have a long work history of your own, maybe because you were working in the home. Um, so breaking down the numbers a bit, if you begin collecting Social Security when you're 62, you'll get something in the neighborhood of 75% of your, what you would get at your full retirement age, right? Um, and of course, the full retirement age is between 66 and 67, depending on your age, right? So if you wait till then, you'll you'll get 100% of your um, eligible or your full retirement um, a- amount. And so, um, again, in the, if you wait till... Uh, well, age 70, right? That's the latest. Uh, it'll continue to roll right, up. Yeah, it'll roll up till age 70. So um, it, if you wait and drive that higher due, due to what they refer to as a delayed retirement credit. Um, yeah, it's what, 8% a year, yeah, right? Yeah, it's an, it's an 8% roll up per year. So if you do the math on it, if it means if, if your full retirement age was 66, um, uh, if you wait until you're 70 to take uh, your benefit, your benefit is actually rolled up 32% higher. So you're, you're getting 132% of your um, full retirement benefits. So that, right. that's a, if, especially as we're, we're staying active as we get older and, and whether you have to or not, retiring at 70 pulls another 32% in. Yeah. And, and that could be significant, right? 
Another good post-divorce move is to be prudent with how you handle real estate and all, all the real estate you have, your home and other holdings. So if you own a home, your best financial move may be to to sell it. And though, Especially if it's a big home, right? Right. And, and though, so you don't uh, need any more. Or, or you needed two incomes to be able to maintain the home to begin with. So even though people may it's have- It's hard to do though, right? Yeah. You may have a strong emotional attachment to the home, but the uh, emotions we find is one of the the key things to making poor financial decisions. And it's the same with your real estate. So selling the home and using that money to aid in your overall retirement strategy could very well be the best way to utilize it. And um, the new post-divorce circumstances may make it difficult to pay uh, a mortgage and the upkeep like property taxes, especially right. in, in high property tax states uh, on a large home. Or so, the electric bill, right? So, it, so It all adds up. So while you're building your new life post-divorce, you know, you want to be comfortable, but a smaller house might help you focus on some of your other financial goals. Yeah, but I get it. it it's where a lot of us are emotionally attached to our house, right? It's, yep. So anyway, so, well, this was a this was a, just a fun, upbeat talk I know, today. Kind of a heavy this? topic. So, sorry, sorry, so folks. They can't all be fun, but this is stuff that Next people go. Next week will be more fun. Yeah, the, 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 we'll talk about funeral expenses. No, no, we won't. <laughs> um, but anyway, if you have is, any questions about your financial strategy, I'd encourage you to visit our um, main website, which is stabilitypartners.com, or call our office at eight three two. Five five nine eight three nine three, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you have or address any of your concerns because it, it is our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've really worked so hard for. Yeah. So, um, well, this concludes another episode of uh, Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian, and I'm Brian Powell, and I'm Gene Casagrande. So, take care, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stability Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell at Stability Partners. Call 832-559-8393 or visit them online at stabilitypartners.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance services and products are offered through Stability Partners LLC and affiliated companies. Stability Partners LLC and Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.